0: Oh my God, you guys, episode 50, we made it. This is episode 50 of Vinyasa in Verse. Amazing, 50 episodes of brilliant guests who are so full of knowledge and share their wisdom and their teachings. 50 episodes of light, of healing, of real just down to earth goodness from Hafez one of my favorite poets to connect with the divine. I hope you've enjoyed this ride as much as I have, and I'm looking forward to even more fun in 2020. What a great way to celebrate the year with our 50th episode. I hope you enjoy this one. It's a good one. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you are feeling the beauty swelling inside of you with every full breath you can take in and out of the body. And so here we are, a new year, maybe a new you, maybe new thinking, new mindset, new all the things, maybe, maybe, maybe. The possibilities are endless. And so, on this first episode, brand new episode of the new year, I would like to just celebrate what we have accomplished with last year, with 2020. You know, some of the things that we forget to do at the transition of ending one year or one chapter, whatever it is, and beginning the next is we never take that, not never, we forget often to take a break between that, to really enjoy that transition between the ending of one thing and the start of another. And so I wanna take just a few moments here to celebrate what we did in 2020. Now, yes, yes, everyone will be thinking, wait a minute, we had a pandemic. We had um, a lot of... Bad things happen because of it. People getting sick to the point of death, uh, people losing their loved ones, people losing their jobs, all kinds of challenges. Um, And then we've got the social uprisings for social justice, which still continue on even now. It's just that the media has moved on to other things. And uh, yeah, yay media, (laughs) but it's still important for us to continue the fight for social racial justice. Um, And then also we've got the upheavals of the really tense time of the 2020 elections here in the US. But, you know, fortunately for us at this point, we're looking good right now so things feel like they're on the up and up so let's celebrate what 2020 has given us ask yourself and this was a really great um, series of questions we'll say it's not really a series it's two questions Uh, my oldest daughter is uh, is a 10th grader and um, her dance class her dance teacher had asked students these two questions which she brought to uh, our new year's eve dinner table and i thought it was a really great way to celebrate 2020 and welcome 2021 so here are two questions i want for i want you to consider to think about to take time to pause and be with these questions the first is what have you lost this year of 2020 what have you lost and that's easy I'm sure for a lot of people it's easy you know we've lost just the basic thing of hugging people hugging people and seeing people who we want whenever we want you know but personally on a personal level what have you lost and you know write it down make the list as long or as short as you want But get it out of your system. Write it down, look at it, and really just have that concrete document of this is what I lost in 2020. Now, the next question is, what have you gained? What have you gained in 2020? Yes, the losses are easy, right? And physiologically, our nervous systems let the the negative things really stick out a little bit more than the positive things on a on a physical nervous system level the negative stuff you can have one negative thing happen and 200 positive things happen you will remember the one negative thing out of those 200 positive things because of how our nervous system is designed so it's important for us to recognize that and then give our attention to those 200 awesome beautiful blessings so we've written down the things that we've lost now take a new sheet of paper and write down the things that you've gained in 2020 and, and we can make jokey and say, hey, I gained some weight. <laughs> I think we all have. Um, but what have you gained? Have you gained any new insights? Have you gained any new ways of thinking, of approaching um, problems? Have you gained new ways of, of solving these problems? Have you gained new ways of communicating with people? I mean, now that we've been in various versions of quarantine or sheltering place or whatever version that looks like for you, Your communication, no doubt, has changed. And do you see that as a gain? You know, are you more effective now in communicating or less effective? Um, What other things have you gained? Quality time with family, maybe? Um, A better understanding of what life really means for you? What really matters to you? It may not be the material things you used to think you wanted. Maybe now it's just quiet time with a cup of tea or or hot cocoa, depending on your preference, and just having a moment to yourself. Maybe that feels more important than, I don't know, the latest handbag that's out there. I don't know, because I'm not out in the world. I don't even know what the trends are anymore, except what's on social media. Um, And we know social media is curated. So what I'm seeing is actually kind of an echo chamber of the things that I choose to see. So if I want to know what the newest handbag is, I'd probably have to go out and ask my undergraduates or my kids and have them tell me what the latest trends are. Um, But yeah, so take those two questions and ask yourself, what have I lost and what have I gained in 2020? And this is sort of like a, a taking of inventory, right? We want to take inventory of the last 12 months. Because we wanna make sure that we see it, we acknowledge it, we thank it, good and bad. And then we can close that chapter. We can make it come full circle and then release it and let it go. And then we will have space to create new stuff in 2021. Sound good? All right that was a long intro because and I really wanted to get to the Hafez poem but that's okay that's good because it is a new year I wanted to take the time to say welcome to any new listeners who are here Um, I'm glad that you found me and my podcast on mindset on positivity on poetry spiritual practices now I know I just said positivity and I will say that it's not positivity in that like shiny love and light way and there's no bad things that can happen no 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 no. I am very much steeped in recognizing that there are challenges and there are struggles Um, and so how can these practices of spirituality of writing practices of meditation and reading poetry how can that help us as we move through some of the tougher times through the sticky points of our evolution um so welcome for my new listeners welcome and for my regular listeners welcome to the new year how awesome is this i'm excited even though astrologically 2021 is not going to be a walk in the park I am not very well versed in astrology although one of these days I would like to be but I follow a few astrologers um, who are amazing one of them is um, Chani Nicholas she is amazing and I wish she would open up uh, an astrology school and teach me her ways um, because she is so I just the way in which she reads the stars is so relatable and it's infused with social justice um, and it's just I love her I love her so if you want go check her out and she says that 2021 astrologically has some challenges and um, of course challenges are moments of growth right we don't want to stay static I mean if you're listening to this podcast we don't want to stay static there are people out there in the world that are perfectly fine with how their lives are moving along um, but if you're listening to this, there's something in you that wants just a little bit more or knows that you want even more than just a little bit more. So check out Chani. I see Chani. It's Chani. I keep like mispronouncing it. It's Chani. Chani Nicholas. I just have to say it over and over again. She's a beautiful person. I love her. Um, but she says, and and some astrologers that I follow also say that um, the stars are, are showing 2021 to be one full of challenges. Um, And so to take those in stride and seeing them as opportunities for growth, opportunities for evolution, towards living your life's purpose, towards embodying your highest self, and towards working in service of your highest good and the highest good of others. How awesome does that sound? That sounds awesome to me. Like, you know, Right now, from where I'm standing, because I'm in such a good mood today, where I'm standing, I'm like, bring on the challenges, right? But I know when those challenges come and I'm in it, I might be saying, oh my God, did I really say bring on those challenges? I think I want to change my mind. (laughs) But, you know, this is how humans are, right? We are in constant flux in constant growth and change. And so let's celebrate that. Look over your 2020 and celebrate yes, the losses and the gains. It is okay to celebrate losses. You know, I mean, it sounds weird, right? I wanna celebrate loss of a job. Well, maybe you do because if you didn't lose that job, you wouldn't have started your own online business. So yeah, celebrate. And then once that celebration has been completed, then look to this year, 2021. And ask yourself, what is possible? What do I want to create in this year now that I know I have the power to create the life that I want? Okay, okay, I'm, I'm getting carried away because I want I want to keep talking, but I also want to get to the Hafez poem because I love Hafez and I love reaching out to his work as a way to channel the messages the teachings for the podcast episode so this Hafez poem I'm taking from the book called drunk on the wine of the beloved a hundred poems of Hafez now this poem is not my usual book I mean this this selection is not from my usual book the gift because this is uh, a series of series a collection of Hafez's poems translated by somebody else These are poems translated by a person named Thomas Rain Crow. Now I'm going to flip the book and see how it goes. Now, usually I take the, uh, the Hafez poem from Daniel Ladinsky's translations, but I want to try a new translator this, this week and just see what might emerge. Okay. Got it. So here, let's listen to the pages. Listen, you ready? Okay. <sighs> All right, so this poem is called There Is Nothing in This Well But Wind. I'm drunk again on the wine of love. Wine bringer, bring me more wine and fill up my cup, for without wine, this party will be no fun. My love won't even penetrate that veil covering the beloved's face. So, minstrel, give us a melody, and wine bringer, bring us some more wine. To get in this place, I bent my body into the shape of a door knocker, so that the doorman wouldn't send me away to another door. Together, all of us here are hoping to see his face. Together, all of us are waiting with our vain hopes, our vain fancies, and our vain dreams. Drunk from your gaze, I lust your ruby lips. I have been reduced to less than a question, which, in the end, is less than my vain dreams. Because no one can look directly at the sun. I have asked the eye of my heart, what is the use of all this worrying? So don't waste your time trying to fill your cup with water when you know that there is nothing in this well but wind. O Hafez, in this desert, you have fallen victim to your own illusions. When was a pilgrim's thirst ever quenched by a mirage. Ooh. That's a good one. Woohoo! Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So let's take a look at this. Okay, well, we got we're, we're drunk on wine. We need some water. We'll go to the well. but There's nothing there but wind. What? 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 It's because of the illusions. The illusions that this material world creates for us where we feel that we need certain things for our bodies when all we really need is the divine's love to make contact, to see his or her face. You know, the translation of the beloved is always a he. And I wonder, can we translate that to she? Hmm, I might want to try that next time. So the veil covering the beloved's face is illusion, or known as Maya in yoga philosophy. And that has to do with our perception of reality around us. What does our body experience? So we are souls inside of a body. We're having, we're spirit souls having a human body experience. And I say this often, right? And so that perspective is important to keep in mind because when we are experiencing challenges, when we experience not so favorable circumstances, it helps to move through that pain, that suffering, knowing that these discomforts are for our spirit's growth knowing that the experience doesn't last forever knowing that our soul selves are eternal and these experiences in this human body are here to help us evolve into our highest self and now there might be some questions of like, okay, what does that mean? Higher self, you know, like, isn't the soul already a higher self? It is, but it's more about our awareness of our highest self, right? So our brains are inside a human brain. And so awareness, when we meditate, okay, the goal of meditation is awareness, it's to get still enough so that you are aware. You're aware of your thoughts. You're aware of the sensations of the body. But then the next step is being aware of awareness. <laughs> I know it sounds very confusing, but it's like this. Say you're meditating. Okay, you're sitting, you're sitting down in, in whatever position is comfortable for you, you got your eyes closed. You're aware that you're breathing. You're aware of your thoughts coming in and out of the mind. Sometimes you're like, ah, stupid thoughts. Why are you here? Like, I I don't want you here. That's the ego, you know, making those judgment calls. But if you can step back and say, oh, I'm noticing that. I'm noticing I'm judging the thoughts coming into my mind. So I'll just notice the thoughts pass back and forth. And no judgments. I'll just notice. And then... The one doing the noticing, who is that, right? Is that the soul self? Is that the highest self? Or is it the one asking the question, who is doing the noticing, the higher self? See, there's so many layers. I don't want to like explode people's minds into like, what, what, what'd you say? (laughs) Because I'm also working on wrapping my mind around this. So if you are just like, okay, uh, didn't get that one. It's okay. It's all right. The point is we are spirit souls, right? We've got these layers of experience that help us evolve into our best possible selves so that we can get closer to God so that we can recognize and acknowledge our own divinity and how that is inextricably linked with the divine. So the analogy that I like to use, and a lot of other people use it too, is that we are sun rays. We're not the sun, but we are its rays. So we have qualities of the sun, right? We come from the sun, we've got sunlight, We are not the actual source of the sun, though. We're just the rays. And so that is what I use as an analogy of our connection with the divine. We've got our own divine light in, right? So a little bit of God in us. God is the actual sun, the source. And we are the rays that are just emitting out across space onto earth, right? or from Earth, because we're living on this planet from our physical bodies. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, I just kind of went all meta on you guys <laughs> after I was talking about 2020 and 2021. All right. So, um, so yeah, so I just, that poem is about having fun and celebrating and being here in this body and enjoying the experience of being a human being, even in the challenging parts, even in the pain and the suffering. Can you enjoy it? Can you see it as learning moments that will get you closer to God? (sighs) Hmm. Anyway, so that is the Hafez poem. And the Hafez poem, really, I just... What I love about it is this unabashed love for the divine. There's such an intense, ecstatic love. Like this line, drunk from your gaze, I lust for your ruby lips. I mean, just God's gaze alone. I mean, we can't actually look at him because he's so or she is so bright. Right. So awesome, like awesome as an awe inspiring and we become drunk on that gaze because we can feel God's love and we have that love to give as well so here's my question for you are you able to feel that love within you are you able to experience the love within yourself as well as receive the divine love from God most people don't take the time to ask that question and most people don't stop to try to answer it (laughs) so that is my challenge for you today ask yourself can I feel The divine love within me radiating out, reaching out towards the divine. I am divinity. Yes. So if I radiate out, am I going to connect with other divine entities, whether it's other people, because God works through people, (laughs) which reminds me of like that one story where um, there's a man on the roof of his house and there's a a tremendous flood and the flood waters are rising I mean it's so bad he's on the roof right and he's praying he's praying he's like you know God help me God help me and so uh, a boat comes by says hey hey guy come on in we're going to rescue you you know come on in just hop in the boat and then we'll go off to safety the guy goes nope waiting for God to save me and the boat goes all right Guy, person in the boat leaves alright then uh, I, I don't remember the exact story but I think like a, uh, a, a raft comes by and uh, he's like hey hey guy come on come on get in get in the flood waters are rising the house is going to get covered with water you're going to drown guy's like nope I'm, I am pray to God to save me you know I'm, I'm trusting in God and uh, yeah I'll just wait here for God and the raft person in the raft goes alright, suit yourself floats on by and leaves, leaves the dude on the, on the roof <laughs> then a helicopter comes by and there's just the tiniest square left at the tippy top of his roof the helicopter guy, person yells down and says, hey, hey, here's a ladder, climb on up we'll save you, we'll save you the guy's like, nope I'm waiting for God to come and save me, I trust in him, I've got so much faith, I trust in him and the helicopter says, all right, suit yourself. And goes off to go rescue other people. So the man on the roof gets swept out by the flood and dies. And he's up at the pearly gates of heaven where uh, St. Peter is. And uh, he's like, wait, what happened? Why am I here? I died? And uh, St. Peter's like, well, yeah, you died. And the guy goes, well, wait, I I." you know prayed to God I, I said you know God I trust you I, I want you to you know I know you're going to save me I have faith and uh, St. Peter goes well God sent a boat a raft and a helicopter and he had turned it all down so here you are <laughs> and the guy's like what so yeah I mean I'm probably telling the story all wrong but you get the point God works through people and when we ask for help, it doesn't always show up how we expect it to, you know, or how we want it to. Because as humans, we always want things our way. There's like this innate control freak in us that's like, no, no, no. You know, I, I, I am imagining God's going to rescue me off of this roof by magically lifting me up in a cloud and care, and like drifting me off to safety or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what that guy was imagining. Like, how is God going to save him? Like, maybe his big hand comes down out of the heavens and plucks him off the roof and then puts him down on some random island, you know, 500 miles away. I don't know. I have no idea. But the moral of the story is to be open, to receive answers to your prayers in ways that may not be what you expect or want but to just be receptive and to listen to your intuition saying okay here's coming here comes something is this is this an answer to my prayer is this something that i need or want or desire did i did i call for this and you can usually tell if you take a moment to just get quiet and tap into the body and listen to the heart the heart will give you the answers that you need. It'll signal to you what, what, you know, yes or no. And so maybe one of your resolutions, (laughs) maybe one of the things that we can work on for 2021 is really honing our intuition, our ability to tap into our inner knowing and get a clear signal from our heart, from our inner wisdom and using that as a guide for how we move in the world because I find from my own personal experience when I do that and I'm still practicing it but when I do that when I follow the gut feelings where I'm like oh I should do this or maybe go that and I ignore the red flags when I ignore the red flags things just are harder you know um, random obstacles come up uh, I feel like I'm pulling teeth I get headaches, it's just it's just not good but when I can just go with my intuition or the urges that feel I'm being pulled towards that direction or whatever it is things flow more easily, I mean it's a miracle how, at least for me how easily things unfold. Now, of course, some of this has to do with my human design. Now, this is a new thing. I mean, it's not a new thing, but it's starting to become more and more popular in the mainstream. Um, Human design is a very fascinating science that layers astrology with numerology and um, the chakra system Uh, It's some really, really cool stuff and some really great information as far as what you're designed to be. And when I say designed to be, it's like you can tap into the flow of the processes that work best for you if you know your human design. Now, I don't know a whole bunch about human design. I know I've had a human design reading, and that was very enlightening for me as far as ways in which I... Can work more efficiently. Um, and so for 2021, one of my things is to really honor that design of listening to my creative urges and responding to things that feel like I need to respond to. Um, I forget all the terms, <laughs> but if anyone is versed in human design and wants to know I am a generator um and my thing is satisfaction see it's totally like I'm an emotional authority but I also am satisfaction but I don't remember what that category was anyway I digress if you're really curious about it you can drop me an email leslieann at um but it would be interesting for you to look into that because then you could find out how you can really flow with your own personal energy as well as the flow of, of the universe. Um, and if you're curious about getting a reading, I got my reading from a dear friend, Allegra West, and I'll put her contact information in the show notes if you want to reach out to her and, and get a, a reading. Um, it's amazing and such a helpful tool. But I wanted to say that because um, that's one of the things I would like to see happen in 2021, where folks can really tap into their life's purpose and just flow with what their calling is. Though sometimes this is not easy because one, what's my life purpose? I mean, that's the question that A lot of people have. They're like, well, I had a life purpose. I thought it was just to work in a cubicle and then retire at some tropical island and then die, right? That's my life's purpose, right? Um, Not exactly. So there's that inquiry. But sometimes as we dive deep to really investigate what our life's purpose is, things like trauma come up as blocks in our investigation you know um, trauma that we've experienced creates new neural pathways that we are not aware of until we're aware of them I know it's very funny very meta but meditation helps us create awareness around the things that we're previously unaware of so in thinking about that In relationship to traumatic experiences, how is trauma holding you back from living your best life? What are some ways in which it shows up as holding you back? You know, for example, um, one that comes to mind, and this is not necessarily an obvious holding back thing, but one example that comes to mind is that when someone experiences trauma, let's say, you know, veterans who, um, who fought in a war suffering from PTSD, um, they tend to select a seat in a restaurant that is, has full view of all the exits. That's how they feel safe. You know, they'll sit in a, in a corner of a table, so that they can see all the windows, all the doors, everything. And that creates a sense of safety. Now, what if there was more than one person at the table who suffered from PTSD and there's only one chair that faces in that direction, you know, so that that other person feels less safe because they're not able to get the seat that they want. Now, of course, these seat selections are not necessarily... Conscious decisions. These are more subconscious um, habits that have been created by the nervous system. And so, what if we could do the work both emotionally, spiritually, and physiologically to heal those traumas so that it's a non issue? Imagine that veteran healing from PTSD where then they don't have to think about, even subconsciously, think about what chair they'll sit in. They don't mind sitting with their back to everything else. And they feel very present and engaged with the conversation that's happening at the table. Imagine that. How awesome, how beautiful, how fun to be present, fully present in the moment. That's what healing from trauma is about. And so I invite you to consider that as we write down our New Year's resolutions, goals, intentions, whatever you want to call them, all the above. I mean, for me, those, those things are, are distinct. There's subtle differences in those, but, um, but they do feel distinct. So set a goal, set an intention, set a resolution, whatever it is to live your best life. And then reverse engineer that. How does that, how does that work? What does that look like? What does my best life look like? And now how do I get to that point? So let's say my best life is being able to sit at that restaurant table, fully present and engaged in the moment, pandemic aside, okay, just bear with me. Being fully engaged in the moment with my friends, loved ones, whoever I'm sitting um, at the table with and being okay with my back to the doors and the windows and all the activity around me and feeling safe. Imagine that, how liberating. I mean, that feels like freedom just describing it. I'm like, yes. And so maybe that can be one thing to put on your new year's list. And so I invite you to take some time to go back to those questions I offered at the beginning of this episode. What did I lose? What have I lost in 2020 and what did I gain? And then the next question, what would I like to see in 2021? What life do I wanna create for myself? And how can I let go of the things that are holding me back from that? And then see what happens. Okay, so I gave you guys a lot of stuff to chew on. I mean, this is, this is how I kick off the year. I just get so excited with new clean slate opportunities. I mean, I did with um, the winter solstice and the Great Conjunction. At least personally, I was so excited. I didn't necessarily share it with you guys in the podcast land. But now we're in the calendar new year, and I'm excited again. So, um, so yeah, so you got lots to think about, lots to chew on. And I'm going to close out this episode with a poem uh, that I found in this book called Love Poems from God. And this is a poem that was written by St. Teresa of Avila, is it Avila? I think it's Avila. It's not Avila, right? It's Avila. <laughs> You'd think as a Catholic, I would know. Um, but I love this poem. And I wanted to share this with you because it's a reminder to us to be playful in life, to not always be so serious. You know, the idea of healing trauma feels serious, doesn't it? But there can be play. There can be play in that, there can be play in life, there can be play anywhere, and it's about us making that happen, finding fun in the work that we do. And so this poem by St. Teresa of Avila, or Avila, is called, Laughter Came From Every Brick. Just these two words he spoke changed my life. Enjoy me. What a burden I thought I was to carry, a crucifix as did he. Love once said to me, I know a song, would you like to hear it? And laughter came from every brick in the street and from every pore in the sky. After a night of prayer, he changed my life when he sang, enjoy me. I love that because it allows us to see God as a place, a being to be enjoyed, to be cherished, to be loved, not to be feared, not to demand of but to enjoy like imagine that what would it feel like to enjoy God what does that look like I don't know but it sounds exciting I think I'm gonna go check it out maybe journal maybe meditate maybe dream about it what does it look like how does it feel to enjoy God Hmm, that's a question Think on that and get back to me. I'd love to hear what you come up with. And on that note, we'll close this episode. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. Healing trauma is different for everybody, but it's often overlooked when it comes to women of color. What does healing look like for us? what tools can we use how can we tap into our own innate power to assist in that healing in my eight-week course heal to power i help you through the challenges of healing from traumas including wounds of racism and sexism generational trauma childhood trauma in ways that work from the inside out this is not the therapy you know get on the wait list when doors open again in late january 2021 Go to suryagian.com slash heal to power waitlist for more info because you are worth healing. Your best life starts now.